the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Continue the Dave Ellswick Show. You're listening to the final hour that we record uh, to play back here on 101.1 FM, the answer uh, in the evening uh, for you. And if you're watching on Facebook, you're, see- you're going to hear it in real time. And if you happen to get on my podcast after 10 a.m., uh, you could be listening it. To, to any time between there and 6 p.m. Uh, our guest is Karen Kerrigan. She is with the uh, Small Business and Entrepreneur Council, and uh, she is very uh, intricately involved with broadband, and I got a lot of questions for you, uh, for hmm. her. As you know, we've been talking about it for quite some time. Uh, we have State Representative Stephen Meeks on uh, normally quarterly, if not just, uh, you know, every six months to talk about what's the new stuff that he's working at and working with. And, you know, it's so doggone expensive uh, for Arkansas because we have so many rural areas. It's really so much of a hodgepodge that he is getting people together to buy into this. And, and that's a big deal. In an urban area, Karen, uh, this can be done fairly uh, easily, and I, I, you know, I'm hitting fairly pretty hard right now. But uh, when you get into rural areas uh, where you got to find all different methodologies of delivering this, this can be, become a, a real uh, labor of love to get it to happen. Hmm. I'll have you bring us up to date. What What do you have about Arkansas that my listeners should know about? concerning broadband we know we're at the bottom of the of the pile so to speak right right and and, you know you're absolutely right in fact you know the the high density areas and the you know the urban areas they're already moving to 5g which is you know super 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 fast internet a hundred times faster than 4g so you know that the pandemic and what's happened with covid19 you know the shutdowns and people having to you know, work from home, shut their businesses, learn from home, really um, shed light, you know, on the digital divide. And the fact that, this, you know, sort of where we're operating right now uh, in terms of this, um, uh, the current environment, I think has accelerated um, a lot of things. One, you know, definitely the consensus um, on broadband and that we need to fully close the digital divide right now in order for, you know, all Americans to, to be able to get telehealth, to learn, if you're a small business, in order to access, you know, broadband to operate, you know, use cloud services, operate virtually, mobily, what have you. 
So, um, yeah, so there is, it was good to see in Washington bipartisan momentum behind this. Um, you know, we, the Data Act was passed um, recently, which essentially says the FCC has to update its maps so that we have more precise um, knowledge and understanding of where the gaps are, and that needs to be funded. Um, you know, in, in terms of these infrastructure packages that they're talking about in these phases to deal with the pandemic, you know, we possibly could be looking at a big, um, uh, a, a sizable amount dedicated to broadband. Uh, and then you have um, the FCC and Ajit Pai, the chairman, who is very, very dedicated to this issue. And um, there's a, a, an auction that will be coming up, the World Development uh, Opportunity Fund, um, in October, a reverse auction that is going to unleash money soon after that to bring broadband uh, to the masses. So, yeah, for Arkansas, I mean, this is critically important to the economy, the small businesses, the agriculture sector, manufacturing sector. And, um, and you know, yeah, so the silver lining, you know, as you say, of this pandemic is that, you know, this is an issue that they're moving on. I would say the other silver lining is Congress is also focusing on small business. Right. <laughs> Something near and dear to my heart, too. And these two issues work together, obviously. Yeah, you know, talking to Stephen over the years, and and it has been years, he, he saw this necessity a long, long time ago uh, for Arkansas, and uh, he has just been working his bippy off to get it to come to fruition. I think that he's going to have some ideas coming up uh, here uh, next year in January when General Assembly gets together, but... Uh, it's going to be an expensive proposition. Now, I'm sure he would be the first to admit that the president has helped out. He sent money out to the different uh, uh, states uh, for integrating broadband, but it was it was just seed money. It's it's not big money. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and, and recently, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson he announced that the state is directing. 1.5 million of the CARES Act funding, you know, the, the one of the, um, you know, the bills, uh, the, the law that passed in terms of providing funding, that he's going to use that to expand broadband under the Arkansas Rural Connect Fund. But you're right, that last mile, I mean, this is very, very expensive. And that's why we're very, in terms of 5G, this next, next technology, we think um, if you're going to bring um, high-speed broadband to rural America, exurban America, to underserved America, it should be the best technology. It should be 5G. And, um, you know, 5G is really the, the, the most cost-efficient way, um, you know, to bring broadband using 5G to uh, use of taxpayer dollars to bring broadband Internet to the masses as well. And it's going to take a lot of collaboration of, you know, existing networks, long-haul networks, you know, perhaps 5G being the last mile, the most expensive mile. Right. Um, but that technology, I mean, the technology is there, but they, there's resources that are needed, you know, through a public-private partnership. Um, you know, and, and as I said, there is this auction that's going to be occurring uh, at, the, um, at the FCC, but there's more public investment that is needed. There is no doubt about it. All right. Well, let's talk about that auction. Why don't you walk our listeners through this? What is important for them to know about this auction that's coming up? 
Well, the um, the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, it, it will commence on October 29th, and it really will address the hardest-to-serve rural areas. And um, while there may not be the updated broadband, broadband map available at that point in time, uh, the chairman and uh, his staff feel like they know, just they've known, you know, sort of what the hardest-hit areas are in the country. So it will be awarded um, over a period of time to providers to offer fixed voice and broadband to um, unserved high-cost areas um, of at least speeds of 25 millibits per second. That is sort of, that will bring you, give you the ability to, you know, stream online, do social uh, uh, networking, uh, surf the internet. And um, so that's, that's coming up and, um, you know, that's an opportunity for the providers um, in Arkansas. And they, they have to be proven entities that have done this, you know, that have laid broadband or, or that provide broadband in order to compete for this. So there's a, you know, there's a chunk of change right there. I do believe Congress is going to be coming up with additional funds as well. And I don't know how that works into this Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, whether it blends into it um, or, um, or it may be another fund that the FCC develops. But, but I, I do believe there's more infrastructure money coming, you know, and this is a good thing. And it's, um, you know, it, and, and obviously your representative, both the senators and the House members, you know, are behind this and they're supporting these efforts as well. So let me just ask this, something that has brought this, I think, to uh, a point that people understand it's very important for us to have this, is all the kids being out of school and being told that they're going to have to do their lessons and stuff on the Internet. And here in Arkansas, we have kids driving miles to sit in the school's parking lot to be able to log on to a broadband site so that they can do their homework and do their studies. Uh, we got to get to the point where they can do this stuff at home. How is this? And I'm going to be honest, when I talk to teachers about this, no, let me change that, not teachers, but when I talk to people that run the teachers' unions, they are not as happy about broadband learning as the, the, the normal uh, citizen out there, and there's reasons for that. Are they going to be throwing monkey wrenches in to screw up the works on this? You know, I, I just I don't see how they can because, as you know, in many dis school districts across the country, I'm not quite sure where Arkansas is right now on this, but, you know, in Fairfax County where I live, they announced 100% online learning beginning in September. Uh-huh. So, you know, whether um, – and there's going to, that's going to be school districts. It's going to happen in, in many places throughout the country, okay? So it, it's going to happen, and they, they – they, and what, what's happening now is you're beginning to see – I was just reading an interesting article um, in the New York Times, believe it or not, this morning, on the, the rebirth of homeschooling and the interest and the big interest and how sort of pools of parents are coming together, uh, you know, to teach their kids at home using <laughs> online learning and perhaps uh, a hybrid, you know, with the, with the public school system and being at home. So, um, you know what, it's – we have a situation where the teachers are going to have to get on board um, because this is going to be the only way to do it. But I will bring up this point, uh, Dave. In terms of the funding, 
you know, we have the Universal Service Fund, which funds, um, you know, access to broadband uh, in the schools uh, through the E-Ray program. We have the Lifeline program that is a subsidy for individuals, you know, to get, uh, they can access this money to get broadband in their homes. It's interesting because the E-Ray program, schools and libraries get that program. And I think now where members of Congress and, and policy leaders are, are beginning to think about this and saying, well, gee, given that kids have not been in schools and libraries in a long time now, you know, isn't there a short-term way or, well, that that money can, again, be directed, you know, to the kids or perhaps put into, you know, this infrastructure, you know, development that we need to get them the broadband that they need. So it's, uh, there's a lot of these six programs that are now being rethought um, because the kids are not at schools and are not at school and they're not in libraries. They're at home and they could be there for the long term, um, you know, also at, at the collegiate level as well. So um, I think, you know, the teachers are going to have to get on board because, you know, this is going to be with us, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's like Bob Dylan said, the times, they are changing. Yeah. We will uh, carry on this uh, conversation as we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our guest, Karen Kerrigan, she is the head of the uh, Small Business and Entrepreneurial Council on broadband. It's a huge topic. We need to talk about it. I need to keep you up to date on it. And when we come back, I'm going to bring up uh, a name that you hear about cars, but is going to play a big part in broadband as well. Elon Musk. We'll talk about that when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're talking about broadband here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, we're talking with Ms. Kerrigan from the Small Business Entrepreneurial Council. She's head of the broadband segment of this. And uh, I wanted to talk about technology that is out there. You've heard it on my show before because I've had Stephen Meeks, State Representative Meeks, on many times talking about how we're going to get broadband across the state of Arkansas. And one of the things that he is really uh, excited about is that uh, he wants... uh, satellite and elon musk uh whether you love him or you hate him he really he he, he's kind of the 21st century thomas edison as far as i'm concerned he thinks outside the box and one of the things that he has thought outside the box about is how can you use low orbit satellites to be able to have internet and it's catching on is it not uh Karen? Yeah, I mean, this has gone beyond theory because um, in other countries they've been testing with this um, and they've been utilizing it successfully. So, you know, again, it's with, you know, technology just moving very rapidly um, and um, uh, satellite technology, you know, again, working with um, the – you know, the 5G providers um, and all the other infrastructure that we currently have in place, you know, this can happen. We can bring this to rural America. The other um, piece, uh, Dave, is the um, the FCC um, has approved the use of, um, I believe it's with limited use because they've been um, asked to do this, the TV white spaces, sort of the white spaces that the broadcasters have that they don't use, it's spectrum. Uh-huh. And this has been, there's been tests of these white spaces in rural America to bring broadband 
to, um, you know, to individuals and to businesses, and that has worked on a limited basis. So there's a lot of things that are being used that we need to um, scale up. Let's just put it that way. Um, but it does take money. And, uh, and Dave, it, do, it does take a lot of, um, you know, sort of regulatory um, uh, 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 relief and convenience at the state and local level, too, because if we're going to deliver 5G, you know, there's a lot of things that are, that are uh, uh, a lot of red tape and bureaucracy uh, from the old way that we used to deliver telephone service and broadband and all of that that needs to change so that we can um, so that we can bring uh, uh, high speed broadband and 5G uh, to Americans much more quickly. I mean, bureaucracy is getting in the way of many of these localities that can all, that can do this, or some of the state and local governments. They want their pound of flesh. They want their money <laughs> yeah. before this happens. But and they've got to understand that if you have great broadband, if you have 5G, if the best technology. Um, you know, that's, that's an economic driver, right? That gives you a, com a competitive advantage to attract investment, business, et cetera. And that certainly is the case, you know, uh, one of the pieces in Arkansas that would really help the state. Well, I got to tell you, I'm, I, I love using uh, broadband. I have it at my house. I, I can upload, download quickly, and, and I love it. And, I, you know, I, as a talk show host, I use it to my, my best efficiency by perusing what people are saying about certain topics. And I can do that in probably 45 minutes where it took me hours to do it when I had to go through newspapers and magazines. So uh, it's changed everything. But you are right. There's people that have been in politics and have camped out and made it into a profession instead of, you know, helping out uh, the, con the consumer and the, and the citizen that are putting up roadblocks on a lot of this and we got to get them out of the way any suggestions on your part how to do that well you know it's again the fcc and chairman pi has been leading the way you know in terms of um uh you know, regulatory reform and um, laying out standards you know for the states in terms of deploying 5g and modernizing, you know, the way that infrastructure has been done. And you know what? The states that are still gunking up the works are going to fall behind. And, you know, the ones that are just moving on this very, very quickly, the states that have already said we're going to rapidly deploy 5G and broadband and we're going to get everything out of the way in order to do it, they're the ones that are winning. And uh, so I think that competitive pressure um, you know, uh, and, the, and the fact that businesses and money and, you know, are moving to more friendly states. And now you see everybody sort of blocking out of New York City, right, Dave, in some of these urban areas. Um, that, and uh, so there's the opportunity for places like Arkansas and rural areas and suburban and exurban areas to attract these people. And I think it's part of the competitive mix. And that's yeah, I the argument that we have to make to local officials, and, and, uh, and they're starting to get it. Yeah, a good example of that is uh, Tesla, <clears throat> excuse me, saying they're going to build a new factory in Austin instead of uh, Tulsa, and this played a huge part in it. Uh, yes. 
Austin is very much on the cusp of 5G and, and other technologies. So I'm coming down to the end of our interview here for people who want more information about this, because it's very important that people educate themselves on this. Where should they go to get more information? Well, go to the SBE Council website, our organization, sbecouncil.org. You can sign up for our Small Business Insider e-news for free. We're on top of this issue. It's so important to small businesses and entrepreneurship. And I tell you, if small business, if you don't have access to broadband, you really were not able to navigate and possibly not even survive the pandemic. So we, that's why this is one of our top issues, along with access to capital and other things that we're working on in Washington, sbecouncil.org. Follow us on Twitter, at sbecouncil, or on Facebook, sbecouncil. And uh, we have a lot of information on how you can weigh in as a citizen or an entrepreneur or a small business owner uh, in terms of making many of the things that we're working on happen from a legislative and regulatory perspective. Ms. Kerrigan, thank you for your time. I appreciate it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Dave. We'll let you go. We'll have you on in the near future again. we got to get another break in uh, coming up on our news. Let's do that here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm back with you here in just a few moments. <laughs> 